0: What up? Happy Monday. It is Clarence Black, D Mac. You got Mac and Black. Dad is away in Lakeland. I hope he's having fun.
1: Absolutely. Dad is gone. The it's kids like, are gonna play. We're gonna have some fun today. I
0: feel like we should make a list of all the stuff that we're gonna do while Dad's gone. So, like, you know, Dad, we were in we were in you and mom's room and we we went through your drawers and like we, we might want to talk about stuff we found in your drawers. Um I won't say we got into the liquor cabinet. But
1: I didn't get another liquor cap. Darren
0: didn't. I did. I, 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 said,
1: hey, I've you, been
0: banging out Manischewitz. <laughs> so
1: Yeah, you just discovered you you really like that.
0: And and listen here, Pa. I'm sitting in your chair. I'm sitting in your chair.
1: I'm sorry about the peanut butter and jelly staying on the couch. Freddie
0: came over and made pizzas, and (laughs) Uncle Freddie let us stay up late, too. And it was awesome. It was awesome. And we were watching Cinemax, and we were watching the channels you tell us not to watch. And we've been having a good time since you've been gone, Dad. But we saw you
1: with, uh, I actually heard you get a shout-out from uh, Uncle Danny D, D, uh, Double D, yesterday. And and, and Darren was like, Dad's on the radio. And I was like, awesome!
0: yeah. So it's cool. We miss you though, but we got it. We do miss you dad, but we're we're going to try and we're going to try and have some fun without you. So, uh we're going to talk to former Lions VP and lead bassist of the back in the day band Larry Lee is going to join us uh here in a little bit. We'll uh get his thoughts on the the CBA. And I want to ask you man as a as a as a player and Larry's got this crazy He's got this crazy resume because he was a player for the Lions. He was an executive for the Lions. And now he's a retiree. But, you know, they're obviously talking about adding the game. Yeah. And still, when you look at this thing, the owners are going to end up with something like $25 billion, and they're talking about shifting another $5 billion to the players. If the NHL came to you, and you know how grueling it is, and they said, I'm trying to think of what the equivalent would be of, a, of an additional – Regular season game, like maybe I believe what ten games or something crazy. I mean, would you? Yeah, I'd say five. How did how was what was your mindset doing games. all that all that CBA stuff as a player? Was it a stressful time? Was it just an annoying? What was it? And, and what is the well, NHL I, union like?
1: Well, I went through two, and the first one was after my first year, so ninety five. You're sort of like you're new, and you're just going, you know, with what guys you're trying to learn your way, and you're along the same lines during the lockout. I know, four or five where we lost the season. Um, you know, it, it was something that we've we've had to come a long way with our union. Uh, I think we still got ways to go, but Glenn Healy's in charge of it, and he's doing. I I feel he's doing a, a great job, just bringing conversation, bringing guys together. So. Um, yeah, you know, it's it, it's a one, it's it, you know, that's the politics, you know, that's the politics, and it's it's when you're dealing with the money, and and obviously in football you're dealing with it a lot bigger, but but along the lines, I know in hockey the mentality of the guys are what's best for the group, you know what I mean? Like what, and more so as we're gonna talk to Larry about because he's he not only his perspective with the lines, but as a former player, is that big thing is that we realize in the NHL. And, they, um, and in the NHLPA, is that nobody takes care of the old guys, the guys that played, so we got to take care of ourselves. And, that, and that's what I'm trying to do, along with a lot of other guys. Just the awareness, so you know, with the concussions, PTSD, all this stuff is to be talking about it, because I don't care if we're talking about military or athletes or just regular anybody, is that, you know, there's an epidemic in this country on a whole different playing field we're talking about sports and how much to divide up but the, the, the bottom line is I'm more concerned nowadays with you know the former players what do they get back and all this? and I think it's something that needs to be brought up to the current players because it's not that they don't care it's like anything else they don't know so the, these conversations that we have, and, and and that's the greatest part about social media, right? So that's 15, 16 years ago where guys aren't connected enough. So you can't pull something by because you don't have to have a conference call and wait a week to hear from everybody else to vote. No, it's automatic. Right online we can figure out, hey, what do you think? You know, you're in California, I'm in Michigan, and we make that decision, you know, in a minute. So things have changed, and uh, hopefully that means that the progress will speed up.
0: So one of the things that was brought up I thought was – amazing, and I, I heard it yesterday, everybody gets a vote in the in NFLPA. So whether you're a practice squad guy or – I mean, you think about 40 to 53 on the 53-man roster. Yeah. 40 to 53, I mean, you are you are literally a minute away from, from not having a job. That guy's going to get a guy's I think guy's football get is even
1: more – it's it probably is. 30 Well,
0: 53. yeah, absolutely. So take me back to when you locked out because what one of the things they're saying is Hey, look, if you're Richard Sherman, if you're J.J. Watt, bro, you can sit out. You're financially set. The guys that vote on this thing that say, yo, I can't afford a lot. I'm not locking out over this well, because, oh, by the way, the last lockout, bro, I had to take out a, a, a half-million-dollar loan at 30-something percent. Like, it, it I'm not in for, for us. It, it, it's well, he, me. I'm about me. And here's the
1: whole thing, right? When it comes down to that, think about – if you're thinking about this, The old, the – in an owner-driven league, it's different than a players-driven league, right? So we're talking about a uh, players association in hockey and in baseball that is is labor-run as opposed to owners-run, you know? So so the owners feed on that, right? So they know that the top guys or whatever wh- who want to stand for what's right because they can hold out, but the guys at the bottom, so the owners will make the incentive base in the short term because you're talking about the guys that won't be in the league in three years that are looking for the paycheck and that's how they get the votes. You know what I mean? They're so like, how is that in a lot
0: – so, brother, how is that – and, again, I'm not asking you to put anybody specifically on the spot. Is that is that a tough thing when you got to lock out and guys come to you like, brother, I ain't got it? Like, And they're talking about their pockets like, man, I, I can't afford it, see, I ain't got it. That's why right?
1: the, you know, building up to it or the war trust or whatever, now you're going to get, you know – i don't know say for example five grand a month or something for so every guy because you've built up the war chest that that's the whole thing leading up to the lockout it's, you know year or two years hey you better prepare you better prepare better prepare or stuff like that so i mean i'm a guy that lost uh half of, you know the first half of or half a year at 200 grand isn't bad but when you lose a whole year at two and a half million yeah that sucks yeah and then you get bought out. And no, uh, so out. no. Walk me back. I mean, what so, is so, the bias, so What? Are,
0: what? Are, so, what do we as a fan? Because I'm, if I went home and told my wife, like, <laughs> listen, honey, that two and a half, that two and a half mil that we normally get, yeah, we ain't getting that. I mean, what is that? Mentally, well, where did that? Were you just like, oh, okay, I get it, I understand the business on yeah.
1: it. I but see. I'm I'm perverted when it comes to money because I never had it, and then when I get it, I give it away. So I mean, that <laughs> doesn't. It's just a means to a vicious end. But it's it's one of those things that they had to buy you out at two thirds your salary, right? So so you do that, and then you go resign with somebody else. So you end up not making as much, but you know close close to it. But that's if you're employable. If you're not employable, then you're then you're done. There's your severance, and you're gone. You know, so it's a, a, you know that's and that's the biggest difference where it happens where they imp, implement the salary cap, where you go from a team that's making 62 million on an unlimited pay roll to go down to 39 million, and then you're a casualty. So it's a you know it, I think there's a, these are conversations, asked Larry, because it's different in the, where the owners run the show. I mean, they're de- dealing with the billion-dollar business, so. My only hope is that hopefully they take care of you know, some of the, the players in the long run. And uh, like you said, there, there's a dichotomy because the, the, yeah, the top 10 guys on each team are they can sit out, you know, they're set for life. But it's the other 40, so you times that by 32, that's 600. So that's when the owners incentivize the bottom, that's to appease the guys that all, you know, and it's not selling out because how can you say it's selling out when you're trying to provide for your family? You know, everybody's motivations and differently. That's, it, and that's man, the I, di- I, we we were talking, and not to get off topic, you yeah. we, we were giving uh, Alexa, um, Alexa, and I uh, an education on 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 some things in the back uh, perspective and stuff like that. But it's just like, how have we got here? Right yeah. when and and are you willing to talk about the you know what it is and and the what it is is that this is a business and these the guy who I always tell everybody who has the money because they control the power they control the decision right whoever's in control of the money and in the NFL we know it's the owners so if I'm an owner and I don't blame them where I'm thinking my bottom line well I'm going to incentivize the practice squad guys in the and bring up that minimum minor. Yeah.
0: So, bro, if I'm on a practice, I, if you give me, if I'm on a practice squad and you're giving me a vote, yeah, bro, I'm vote, yeah, yeah, seventeen game, what more money? Yeah. yeah, I'm in. Yeah, see, the financially set guy don't care about more money. He's see, just playing like, another they, game.
1: That's where, it, see, but do you see and yes. where you think that giving everybody the vote it goes back to your slave conversation about releasing them, but then it gives the power. So in the NHL where it's a labor driven, it's a it's a team vote right so so you may you may have that all right joining us now my, my good friend man
0: uh, my, my my boy kind enough to join us former detroit lion and former detroit lion vp but more importantly lead 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 basis in one of the baddest bands you'll ever find the back in the day band my boy larry lee what's going on man Hey, CB. How are you, man? I'm good. I got you here. I'm uh, hanging out with uh, Stanley Cup champion Darren McCarty, who uh, won the Detroit icon. You know that. How are you, Larry?
1: Hey. Hey Darren, what's going on, man? All good. Thanks for joining us. Hey, hey, you still you still playing your music, you Darren? Know, you know what? <laughs> yes, sir. We uh grinders the name of my band and we fired it back up at the end of the last year, so we'll be out and about uh this festival season. Uh you know, I uh I love it. I absolutely love it. And it's about the guys you, that I play with, and I'm sure you understand. Me and that. you both,
2: man. I got to know uh is it Billy, your guitar? Billy player? Reedy, yeah, Billy Reedy. Yeah, yeah, they got to know Billy pretty well, yeah, man. Both and both one day to we tool, got a gig no.
1: together, man. We will. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's a done deal. You know the Dude. man. You know the. You know Billy. Neither so. one
2: of y'all taught me how to play the guitar.
0: I got a guitar at home, man.
2: That's a, you do. So, yes, you know Claire's having a guitar and wanting
0: to learn are two different things. <laughs> hey, I, I got you, brother. I got you. Hey, listen, no? man. I want to thank you for joining us, man. Uh, ironically, on the heels of a of a vote tomorrow about this CBA and. You know, Dan and I were talking, man, you you have a, an odd resume in that, brother. You were both a player and a, a high-level executive, and now a retiree. So, you know, as you look at this, and, and again, looking at it from those, those perspectives, my man, where is the win-win for this for the, the players, and where is the win-win for this from an ownership or an executive standpoint?
2: Well, by what I... I've seen so far, uh, you know, I was looking at it, and they want want to do a a 17-game season. You know, so that that means they want to take away one of the preseason games, so go from four preseason games to three preseason games. So that makes the 17th game, you know, more beneficial financially for not only the owners but the players as well. But then also I I think I read where – the players are now at 47% of the gross revenue, and uh, they want to bump that to 48% of the gross revenue. So, you know, that that 1% bump means uh, probably another billion dollars or so. So, uh, you know, I can see where the players might want to, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, approve that because now, you know, there's another meaning, more, one more meaningful game. And you know they're going to put more money in their pocket, and then secondly, they're going to increase the the minimums from the from the uh, for the league for the uh, uh, the practice squad guys and the you know the veteran and the league minimum. So you know that's the win for for the players. The win for the owners is that you know they they get another uh, game to uh, bring in some more money from 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 a regular season game versus a preseason game. And then, you know, like you said, Clarence, I'm a retired guy, too, so I got a special interest in what they're going to do for us retired guys because, you know, in, in the 2010, or I think it was the last, 2011, the last collective bargaining agreement, they created a fund that gave us a little bit more money in our pension, that kind of thing. So I'm, I haven't heard a word about what, they want to do with us older guys, the pre-93ers, as they call it, because, um, you know, the salary cap and all that became prevalent in 93. And so all the guys that retire prior to 93, we're under all the old, you know, all the old uh, rules and regulations. So they're trying to bring us up, up to par with today's players and, and their pensions and that kind of thing. So that I'm as an older, retired guy now, that's that's more where my concern is. But but it's a young man's league. It's a present-day player league. So let's see what happens.
1: Uh, yeah, so the, I was trying to explain earlier, uh, Larry, the, the difference in an owner-driven where we're trying to get a grasp of Clarence was saying that everybody in the NFL, whether you're on a practice squad or not, gets to vote on this. Um, so that comes into the league. I was mentioning that in these sort of – you know negotiations the owners sort of like to top heavy the bottom end or bottom heavy the the load for the for the minimum or or stuff like that there's two questions here do, as a former player the pre pre-93 do you have a separate you know like uh communication than than the guys that Retired after like a representation of it, or does because the one thing that well, the phrase they get lost in the shuffle, right? Because a lot of times when they're talking numbers and stuff, they forget about you know, the guys, what have what you done for me lately? So you're
2: right, Darren. So you know, the pre 93ers they formed a a group. Um, remember John Riggins, they're yeah. running back for the Talk, yeah, well, John Riggins wife, uh, is an attorney and she formed a group called FAIR. Uh, I forget what the what it stands for, but the Athletes in Retirement kind of thing. And supposedly that uh, they were going to make sure that we were at the table or at least heard at the table at these negotiations. And then uh, I read where a couple of guys like Eric Dickerson and some of the Hall of Famers got together and said that they will not participate in some of the Hall of Fame activities if they don't, go back and, and you know, take a hard look at how to improve um, uh, the, the, the pre 93 years scenario. Now, you know, money is not always the, 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 the total answer to that. You know, health care and benefits and all that kind of thing is a part of it as well. So, But one thing I'm really interested in is I, I haven't heard one word about what is in it for the pre 93 years. And I, I've reached out to a few of my my buddies around the league and some executives and that kind of thing. So I'm hope that was yesterday. So hopefully we'll get some kind of response or answer from from one of them today or or a few of them. So uh, that, that you know, as a as an older retired guy now, you know, I'm I'm interested in that as well.
0: Well, big man, I was so I asked Darren, and, and I'm curious in the NFL where they talk so much about player safety I mean is it hypocritical and I guess you could say hey look we're just we're making we're getting rid of a preseason game and making this this other game count is it hypocritical though to talk about player safety when you're going to add a regular season game and I was asking Darren like what would you do if it's part of your new CBA they said hey you know what NHL ratings are so good the product is so hot we're going to add 10 games to us to two sports that I mean I mean with the exception of of NASCAR and being Ryan Newman in a wreck I don't know of anything more physically demanding. And I mean, and that, I mean, talking about in team sports than hockey and through that, in an football,
1: I you? You yeah. threw, threw,
0: threw, <laughs> threw it out for you. Yeah. So, I mean, is it big man, is it hypocritical to talk about player safety when you're talking about adding games?
2: Uh, yeah, I see your point. That makes a lot of sense, but one of the things that's also being negotiated, uh, is, you know, the care and, and, and how training camp goes and, And, you know, uh, for us older guys, I bet Darren probably goes through the same thing. You know, when we played, it was, you know, we had six weeks of double days and, you know, (laughs) they can't hit anymore, you know.
1: Yeah, after I had to walk. I had to walk from my tent uh, five miles uphill to the snowfield. You know, exactly. Then, you know, after I had to make sure my
0: fire was put
1: up. Yeah, you had to make. And Larry, he had. Darren was just
0: telling me he had. He had to make these homemade
1: skates. Yeah, Just exactly. like the wings, they need to give them skates. Was,
2: you know, you know how yeah, good I was. was they awful. threw me out
1: there without a stick. And I made...
2: Right. So you know, uh, I think part of it too. You know, the negotiations is that they're going to try to even improve upon that so that, uh, you know, like I said, the old-timers, man, you know, I look at it uh, with with three preseason games, man. I, right now I say that they don't start playing good football until maybe the, the start of uh, October. You know, because those guys uh, going through one-a-days now and, and without the lack of hitting and that kind of thing, they aren't in good football condition to, to be, you know, at their best until about three or four weeks now into the season. So I think one thing that might hurt is that if they only go to three preseason games and they back off the guys even more during training camp, you're not going to see good football until, you know, another, another five weeks or four or five weeks after they get in the plan and start getting in real good shape for that. So I think that could hurt uh, the, 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 the overall product, but, um, you know, like I said, it's beneficial to the present-day players if they play a 17th game and, and, and they up the salaries and the minimums and that kind of thing. Now, you know, it'd be interesting to see the the top players. You know what they feel about it, and, and will they will they sacrifice for for the uh, the backups and you know those kind of players? Well, you need so it, it'd be.
1: Interesting. Yeah, well, you nailed it, Larry. I think that the 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 fact that the Eric Dickersons or the Jerry Rice the 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 Hall of Fame guys that make the noise because they're the ones that can affect you know to to bring the awareness to light. Um, I want you to switch uh, hats here to go to your uh, go to your executive into your VP uh, draft mode. And uh, where Uh where where are you at with the Lions at number three? um is it in the best interest obviously obviously we know it's in the best interest that you 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 don't turn anybody away to listen to what they say but uh if Tua falls to you um do you uh Larry do, you, do the lines have to take Tua if he falls to to the lines you know uh,
2: you know I I've been tossing that around you know here lately I'm you know I'm going down to the combine on uh, Thursday so uh, you know, I'm gonna uh, take a look at that, but I'd be real scared of his injury uh, history, you know, because uh, you're gonna you're gonna really depend on this guy heavily, you know, and I I do think it's and, you know I'm publicly gonna say this I do think it's time to start looking at an alternative for Matt Stafford, you know, um, we we'll, we'll, we could. That's another conversation for another day. but Oh, and we will have you know, it. Oh, we will have <laughs> it. We will have <laughs> it.
1: Don't you know that.
2: Yeah, you know, but I would first of all see if I, because I think, you know, of the need and, and trying to, to, to turn this thing around, I would first see if I could trade out of that and see what I could get, you know, for, for that third position and see if I could get some extra picks and how high, you know, I can get them. And uh, and hopefully someone would offer me something, and I'd take a look and draft down and and move down. And, and if I move down, I still may be able to get that key player I want. I haven't I haven't scouted like I used to or anything like that, so I don't know who the top five, seven, ten players are. But you know, uh, I, I would try to I would try to trade down and, and get some more picks.
0: We're talking with Lions former Lions player and former Lions VP Larry Lee here on Mads and Friends, the rap with Mads and Friends, uh, C-Black, D-Mac, in, uh, in for Pops. Hey, man, I, so I got to ask you because, again, you've been on – you have had the perspective of not just wearing it and being in the trenches but also being in the front office. I know times have been lean. I know your group, uh, when Matt Millen came in, you guys were unceremoniously shown the, uh, shown the exit. Uh, ironically well, a your decision. regime a great decision yeah and your regime being the last regime to have actual you know s- uh, sustainable success in terms of uh, the playoffs and winning I want to ask you what don't we as fans what don't we get about the Fords' ownership and what don't we get about the culture of a team and the culture of a of a front office. What the what is the biggest thing you, you that I guess maybe drives you crazy just as somebody that has those two perspectives that maybe we as the average fan just don't get, man?
2: Uh that's a man, that's a great question, C B. You know, when I was uh in it, one thing that I I really for the little you know, vote I had, one out of three or four, you know, Chuck Schmidt and Ron Hughes and, and I and you know, I tried to make sure that I think sometimes the Lions organization would make decisions based upon fan opinion or based upon how it would look in the media or how you know and there's certain you gotta run you gotta run the business of football first and uh, so I had a couple disagreements back in the day over some players and that kind of thing because you know we might have been looking at dealing with the, paying for their personal their, their persona more so than their productivity. And I think you gotta actually you gotta you gotta run a football business first. and, and sometimes I think for the Lions fans, um, they don't understand that that sometimes uh, well, I'm just being honest that, that the Lions we, we did that and I wasn't necessarily a big fan. Of that, sometimes uh, I will say, the Fords are good people. They really are good people. They do want to win, but I think they're just they're just kind of they've been in rare air for so long with, with their with wealth and everything that I think they're a little socially awkward, you know. And and today's football and today, yeah, football is is all about partnership. You know, you're your top players, your highest money earners, your Calvin Johnson's, your Barry Sanders, your Matt Staffords, they're not your employees. They're your business partners.
0: Wow today. I've never I've never heard you are the first person I've ever heard talk about the relationship of top players or, you know, your top talent and ownership that I've never heard anybody from the organization well, mention something like some that. Some
2: of the older guys they finally learned it. I mean, look at the relationship Bob Crabb has with Tom Brady. And it goes back to my days. After I left the Lions organization, I went to the Miami Dolphins for three years. And I saw the relationship between Heisinga and uh, Dan Marino. It's just a different relationship than everybody else's on the team. And then I got traded from the Dolphins to the Broncos. So when I got to Denver, I saw Pat Bolin and John Elway were boys. I mean, you know, they they were boys. They owned car dealerships together and all that kind of thing. And it was, it was prior to the salary cap, you know, and, and that whole era. So you can't necessarily do those things like that anymore. But the relationship is what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, uh, basketball, I think, is light years ahead of football when it comes to that. Who ran the Cleveland Cavaliers when he was in Cleveland? LeBron. He was the general manager. LeBron James. You know, oh, James. who was the general manager of the Chicago Bulls? Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan was the— You know, and I used to think back in our day, we didn't go to Barry enough to say, Hey, Barry, what, what, do you, what would you like to see? You know what? 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 You know. Tell you know. I think today's football is that kind of a relationship, and some of the old guard owners have kind of learned it and figured it out. Bob Kraft, I think, has figured it out that you know you got to have a relationship with your 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 superstars because they're, they're your business partners. They're not your employees. I mean, you're giving Matt Stafford twenty seven million dollars a year. I know that's you know money to sneeze at maybe for the Fords, but still that's a business partner that's not a an employee, you know, so I think that might be why the Calvins and the ferries feel the way they felt and that kind of thing uh, they might go to the Pro Bowl and they 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 have a conversation with Brady and Brady's telling them all the things that that he and Bob Kraft do and how they talk about various things and and, and, and uh, you know, Barry and Calvin said, well, the fours are good people, but I just don't have that kind of relationship with them. And that goes... I mean, you... Huh? Go so ahead, I was,
1: No, I was just going to say, Larry, that, you know, everything that you're saying, and and I go through it, and it, it, I look across the road from Ford Field over to Little Caesars Arena and look at Steve Eisenman. And I'm not going to say him and Mr. Illich had the Tom Brady-Robert Kraft, but there was a a different kind of relationship that they had, which lets it know that, you know, Scotty Bowman's a coach, but Mr. Illich and Stevie had this sort of relationship, which means now coming back culturally is why that it's not when, but it's when the Red Wings get back to the top, because that's instilled from even before, and for Stevie since 1982
2: or 83. Yeah. You know, It makes I, sense. I, I, I'm still... A very good Kevin Colbert, Steelers general manager, and I are still very good friends, and and I go over to to the Steelers camp and and hang out with them. That's who I'm going to be with uh, at the combine. And man, I tell you, you know, the Rooney family is just a great family. The Fort, don't get me wrong, the Ford family is a they're a great people. They really are, you know. And uh, but I just think they're I just think they're little. This is socially awkward or antiquated. <laughs> that's the first, that's the first I've ever heard that. Hey, hey, hey
0: big, big man, real quick. Uh, we're going to put you on hold. I want to I ask you one more. I want to get one more Lions question in, and then I want to get your thoughts on the XFL, another good weekend for them. Can you hold on through the break? Sure.
3: All sure.
0: right, hey, listen, this is uh, C-Black, D-Mac. We're in for Pops here on The Wrap with Maz and Friends, and uh, you're going to hear from some of our friends here, and then we'll be back with former Lions VP Larry Lee after the break. I'm Jimmy King. And I'm Terry Foster. And you are watching NRM Streamcast. Cool. Aren't you Drew Sharp? No, nah, he's gone, brother. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Your
1: friendly dealer, Jim
0: check out the newest member of Jim Reels' family of dealerships, the all-new Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. During the Start Something New Sales event, lease the 2020 Jeep Compass Limited 4x4, now just $145 a month with zero down. Or lease the 2020 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Big Horn 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. For your best deal, it's the all-new Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. And there's nothing more friendly than a great
1: If you or your family is touched by autism, learn more about Freddie's foundation at hashtag pop the tap at freddythepizzaman.com That's f-r-e-d-i thepizzaman.com or email freddithepizzaman at gmail.com.
2: Hey, we're Joe and Sarah.
4: From Pop That Culture. Uh-huh. Yes, it is a show where we talk about uh pop culture? The only it, the freshest it, it, pop culture. Uh really? Well I mean it might be a couple days old. I We'd don't know. Save a couple dollars. Yeah you can watch mm. us at noon and then if you watch us at another time then that's not so fresh.
0: Welcome back to the rap with Maz and friends C Black D Mac. You got Mac and Black today. We are joined by our good friend uh former Lions player and Lions VP Larry Lee kind enough to join us through the break, Maz is hanging out in Lakeland uh, with the the wonderful weather. It's going to snow the next two days, so we're not we're not happy with you, Dad. So, Darren, Darren wrecked the Studebaker, too, by the way.
1: Oh, God damn it, man. <laughs> he drank all the booze that you I drank said. drank all, all found Manishet the stuff in the closet Darren, in the top shelf you know, we're gonna, been gonna, saving. We're gonna Remember that bottle dad. you said never to talk when to? When
0: we talk to Dad a little later, he I'm going to tell him we wrecked the Studebaker. What the... You bastard. Whatever. Hey, big man. So, uh, uh yeah. In in terms of the Lions, and I want to ask you this, because again, you've been in there. By giving Quinn and Patricia, by putting them on the hot seat, you know, what is? I mean, what do you think that that does for this year? So, as as I mean, what what message does that send to players? What message does that send to fans? And how does that impact the draft?
2: You know, um, uh, that's a that's a. Another question that's, you know, different parts, moving parts, and that whole thing. But, you know, uh, one thing I think that's been missing around here a little bit is um, a little heat, you know. Uh, I know people lose their jobs and that whole thing. But, you know, sometimes it's, it's, I don't know, it seems to be okay to be okay. Um, you know, and sometimes it's just not okay to be okay. And so, you know, without, uh, the culture has to change a little bit as far as what is being accepted and what is, you know, what is, what is, uh, what you're willing to live with or not. And so I think part of one of the things, and they may be doing it out there. I haven't been that close to know if this is the case or not, but I, I I can only speak on my, my days. I remember back in the day of Ron Hughes, you know, if we, if we sign a player to a big deal or something, man, I just, just to be honest, I'll tell you a story. I I remember we had just signed Robert Porsche to a nice contract and everything. And I walked in the locker room one morning, about six in the morning and Ron Hughes was grilling, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, grilling uh, Robert Porsche about, okay, we did our part. It's time for you to do your part. And and, you know, just letting him have it in so many words. And I don't know if that kind of thing still goes on today. And that might be a little old school. But I think some of that needs to happen. You know, some of that, some of that needs to happen. There needs to be a relationship where, you know, the team has to know, the, the players has to know the team means business when it comes to certain things and but I'm not saying that it has to be a butt heads adversarial type deal. But I think that's one of the things we did quite well back in the day was there was a relationship between upstairs and downstairs. And even though, you know, I was management and I negotiated player contracts and all that, I had a relationship with the players. They came upstairs you know, me and Barry used to talk on a regular basis, uh, you know, and that kind of thing. And so, and, and I think all the players want us to be shot straight. They want to be treated like men and shot straight, and no, no hidden agendas, and just you know, tell them like it is. And they're men; they're grown men, and you know, look here, they got kids and mortgages and everything else too. So, uh, I, I, I'm an old school kind of guy. I believe in just hitting them dead between the eyes, telling them the truth. I remember in certain conver- uh, 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 contract negotiations, you know, I had to look the player in the eye and tell him, you know, he wasn't worth all he was asking for, and here's why. But because I was a former player, they seemed to uh, take it from me, or, or you know, they knew that I was, I knew what I was talking about, and uh, so I, I think that that's kind of what's missing a little bit too. You know, you got. I'm old. I believe in former players being in the front office. I, you know, I, I believe that. I, I love the Red Wings doing what they're doing with Stevie and the whole thing. I, you know, I just I think players they under, We speak their language, and then you got to be hip enough to kind of know what's going on. Even though I'm an old school guy, but I got to be hip enough to know their world, their talk, their walk. You know, and the whole thing, and still demand my respect. Uh, as a as an executive and a former player. So you got to be able to walk that fine line. And I think all of that, I don't know if I answered your question or not, but I think all of that uh, encompasses winning. And, and so, uh, you know, like I said, I don't know if I answered your question or not. Yeah, well, it, yeah.
1: you nailed it. It's, it's accountability, and as a man, and it doesn't, you know, uh, transcend sports or whatever. But, you know, if you're going to tell me no, at least – respect me enough to tell yeah. me why and then if we're if we're building for the goal of the we together then i might not like it but i respect it and larry the one thing is larry lee the og you play bass bro that's, that's you are hip as it come i mean that don't i mean that's all you got to say is just like you know you you got your licks from t-money green
0: and you're all good hey big man we're uh <laughs> hey, hey listen we're gonna let, we're gonna let you go man we're up against it a little bit um we got we got yeah, yeah. to get that got to get to dad but uh, hey, man, don't be a stranger. I want to have you on again, and uh, I'm sure Maz will also, Darren also, man. Yeah, you we gonna check
1: back in with you and uh, wealth you know, of knowledge, brother. See what see what you got going on. We'll hit you back after the uh, you go to the uh, what are they called Combine. the combines? Yeah, and see what's yeah, going on. I, Tell Mike Tomlin, I said, hi, big fan. All right.
2: We'll do, man. All right, y'all take care
0: now. Be good. All right, Larry Lee, Bye-bye. former uh, Lions player, former VP, kind enough to. To join us and man,
1: he laid it down though. But but I love the perspective because it's saying the real it is. And if it's the we all know that they're that, what is it socially awkward? Awkward. So so (laughs) I I never heard that. I I guess that if I'm offering that if the Fords want to hire me to be their their social to get them into the social and the whatever else, I just contact us over here at NRM. Amen. We'll take the call.
0: Hey, Hey. Hey Darren, guess who's on? No, Dad's on. Dad's I didn't wreck listen, the Studebaker, listen, bro. He dad, drank all the dad. booze. Remember that special champagne you so were saving up, upstairs, and,
1: dude? He broke into the dom. Dad, you he know, broke into if that dom. You mix dom, the Manischewitz with
0: Kool-Aid, like it's so good. He was so drunk, dude. He was so drunk. Darren
1: wrecked the Studebaker he, too. You're such a bastard. How's your time, Maz? How's the weather? Hey boys,
3: doing great. Having a great time. I just watched the Astros take batting practice. I was just standing next
1: to Dusty Baker. Oh, Ooh. Pat- what, and did, did, did any any talk about the buzzer or, or any
3: No, no I didn't see any buzzers, no cr- trash cans, no none of that. I think uh these guys are going to take it
1: on the chin for a while until uh, people just get over it, I what? Guess. Well, they should. Yeah. I mean, dude, like, I always love that. Like, oh, he's gonna be, uh, like, uh, going to be, like, well, chin. look what they did, the bunch right. of. I know. You know, and, that, and know. that's the difference. You know what? Like, the, the one thing real quick on that, the difference between baseball and hockey. Did you see, Maz, the, uh, the Zamboni driver went in and won the game for. <laughs> but the, here's the thing. Here's the difference. He is the third goalie, the Zamboni driver for the Toronto Marlies team or whatever, so he's a backup for Toronto, who they were playing minor league organization, yet the guy goes in and he wins points for a Carolina team, showing that when you get in there, it doesn't matter where it's about and it's more the principle. So the least than best is.
0: goalie is actually cleaning the ice. There you go. <laughs> Again. Amen. Hey,
3: 42 years old, a kidney transplant. Unbelievable story. So, Unbelievable.
0: Listen, man, when you come back now, it, just to let you know, it's supposed to snow here the next couple of days. We got some crazy storms, so you know, I'm, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you aren't playing the violin for us while you're down there getting a the tan. What is the tan level like, by the way? We need to, we need to track her like.
3: Tan level's not great. You know, I am in and out. Make sure you're
1: applying. But I mean, where are you at? That's like, 60. Like I you know come how back. That's go- my son down there. You know that's where I was down for parts of six years. So I know how hot that sun gets, man. I'm worried about I it. Know, we need today a, is a hot
0: one. We need a tan today, meter, dude. Listen. Nice. Send us a selfie so that we can see. Like send us a selfie a day so we can see All how right. dark you're getting. By the time you get back here, I, I I don't need Wesley Snipes. But give me like a little, give me a little, like, maybe, maybe like a little. Well, like a little Pippin. Like a little golden brown. Oh, nice. Yeah, All right. you know?
3: Hey, I'm you back get... tomorrow already, for crying out loud. Well,
1: I'm just saying.
3: I'll be right back.
1: Then take a selfie today.
3: All right, I will. So I'm how
1: gonna... much? Mo- hey. How my hey guys I. you doing? Hey, listen! I saw your pictures you sent, sitting next to Double D. I was actually listening in the car when he gave a right? shout out on the on the radio. I'm surprised. You know what
0: I thought I would see? I thought I would see Dad massaging his shoulders.
1: Dude, I, I <laughs> no, I, I figured Maz was like he was gonna take a picture, of the selfie. He shot a video from the top there, but um, let's talk about time. What'd you see? Any anything? Any guys? Yeah, what coming? I
3: saw. I saw some great stuff yesterday when they were in Brayton against the Pirates. They had a split squad, so half the team went to Atlanta. The other, well, it's, you know, Atlanta is uh, Florida place. And then the one in Bradenton against the Pirates. We got to see Riley Green. The last year, this kid is playing high school. He's the fifth overall pick. He hits a home run, walks twice, and makes a catch at the wall. This kid is going to be spectacular.
0: Will he be starting? He Will he too,
3: Alex Fayedo?
0: Will he be AD starting nine. on opening day? He mass good as well. Pardon. Is Green gonna be on the opening day roster, will he be stuck? No, no, no. He's too young. How many years? Too young.
1: How, how long how, like how long does a guy like that fast track through the organization being a number one positional player? You well, know it, dep- it depends on
3: uh, how, how he how how quick he gets there, man. I mean look at look at Soto on the national. He came up at what, nineteen years old? Yeah, so you what know, this kid might, might, He's another year probably at least. But we'll see he's we gotta so, go he's so I,
1: skinny I think we're gonna have we'll see him in a Mudhens uniform what's
0: year, the right? danger in bringing him up and letting him play Maz if he's ready
3: nah he needs to play he needs to play down down in the minors he's got you he can't just sit on the bench they got some decent uh players up here and they, this pitching staff this young pitching staff guys they're gonna be studs I know Easton was always big on on talking about these pitchers
0: he's right studs Easton win man be spectacular win bro Win. within the next two years <sighs> Did you
1: bring any swag back you. for us? What'd you bring us?
3: I didn't bring anything. Yet. All right, what do you good. want? Dude, you sunshine. didn't bring us back nothing? I want
1: sunshine.
3: Right. Bring us back something. What do you want? Uh, a pin? You want a t, t-, t-, t- shirt? Like 35 and up. What do hey, you
1: want? Maz, I know you're on vacation. Did you, any chance, see the Wilder uh, Wilder Fury fight the other night? You, of course I did. <laughs> now. And what'd you think? That what'd you was think, spectacular. bro? Spectacular. I love it. I'm telling you what, I'm a
3: Fury fan. I am a Fury fan. Uh, Wilder, he was gutty, man. He got his knock. Did you see the picture today with his jaw out of place? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Holy shit, dude! His
1: ear bleeding, (laughs) dude. He got hammered on the hammer, and you know that's his. He had. Blood, brain. He
3: had no equilibrium, and he hung in there. That guy. That I can't wait for number three. Clarence, you brought up
1: a great point, though, about you know what you were saying about Tyson and Ali. But so, I was talking about
0: um, you know Teddy Atlas was on this morning saying how, like him or not, the the skill level of Tyson Fury is one thing, but he is the shot of adrenaline that Ali was in in at his heyday, which is he's he has become now appointment watching. He is appointment television. Like now, you. I dropped eighty on it. I mean, Darren. So I mean, it was late, man. I I when the fight once they threw the towel in, I turned it off. I was done. Darren saw the like
1: he was singing American
0: Pie. I missed that. I was out. I know one of the great.
1: Dude, he is such an entertainer. At the Listen, you not only fight for the heavyweight championship, he's got everybody in yes. the ring, and he goes through Don McLean's well, American Pie and gets the whole crowd singing it. Yes, And then thanks, Vegas, for a great time. Hey, thanks for having he me, th- Vegas. He, he thanks Las Vegas. I mean, it's beautiful. Well, and beautiful. Maz, I, I think
0: that one of the things missing in all of this, and I was telling Darren, is this is a guy that tried to take his own life. I mean, that is how far wow. down he wow. went to go from
1: taking your wow. own life I get to it. When, being. When you can beat your ass, when you're the one, <laughs> when you know that you're the only one that can beat you. Well, he said that too. He said, he's like, Deontay Wilder
0: can't do anything to me. That I have wow. not done to myself, you know, it was telling. and he's—he's he's, like he said. I mean, how many guys? You're the lineal champion of the world, and you literally say, "I'm boxing with house money."
1: Yeah, but did you did you see the telling point? And obviously, in hindsight, look for. But when they were showing the pregame, Maz, where where they show Wilder pacing back and forth, and they show yep. Fury and Fury's talking to his Sitting group, and his you read his let's going. Look at him. He's nervous. He's pacing back and forth. Yeah. He's watching the monitor. Watch Wilder now. Fury was out in the crowd, just being himself, and I love that because you saw the. Best. Oh, well, and, and Teddy,
0: Teddy Atlas said that when you are a puncher, yeah. you're a bully. Right. Because you got one-punch power. Legit one-punch power. But, again, it and I told a friend of mine this. I was like, I don't want to see Deontay Wilder become this generation's Sonny Liston. Right. Meaning... You fight Cassius Clay, you get outboxed so bad, you end up on your stool, and then in the second fight, God knows whatever. He but quits. we never. But remember, if you think about it, after the after the second loss, we never. Sonny Liston's done. No, he becomes he kind of a murdered. caricature. I mean, yeah, he ends up. I think he was what well, like you remember Sonny Liston, and, 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 and then you don't
1: know Wayne Gretzky's greatest. Yes, but I mean you again, are though unbelievable.
0: But, but again, that yeah. was the when you were the the heavyweight champion of the world meant something it right. was a. it was one of the greatest well they traveled in all the around world. the
1: world you yes. know they've been africa you know what i mean like there's fights from around the world like even before i was born that you see that it brings out like this this not only because um he's the gypsy king but being you know yeah. european or, or his connection but he's got a, he's got the ability to connect around the world
0: maz let me let me ask you because joshua's last fight uh, or not? Yeah. maybe two fights ago. Well, anyway, Joshua put 90,000 people in Wembley Stadium, which is it, it, ridiculous. Like Wembley Stadium. Right? That's stuff that the, the Rolling Stones. I mean, you're talking about the greatest artist in the world put 90,000 people in Wembley Stadium. 90,000 to watch him fight a stiff. The next fight should be Tyson Fury, Joshua, in Wembley Stadium. Do you think there's any way, though, that they're going to be able to talk Deontay Wilder out of that rematch? Which he's contractually well, I, obligated to.
3: I think to. he's got to wait. I think Deontay Wilder's got to wait. What's I mean, he got face he was repairs? beaten in two fights, but he got a lucky punch in to knock Fury down in, in fight number one at and the he end. he was dominated hey, in that fight how, as well.
1: He was mind. Listen, and going back to Clarence's point about about the the punchers when the yeah. guy gets up from it, no matter what you he say, does. that's a psychological. Like yeah. you don't oh, have no. you don't have Thor's hammer anymore. No, right. No. So no. that that's why he's picked, because he knows that man. I got to get him. And,
0: and see, Maz, and that's why I'm, I'm glad you said. I feel this. I feel like Wilder would be like, bro. You need a tune-up fight. Like yeah. you may he need six. You need six months to go back, and you got to go back to. The he lab. does. You need six months, and and, and you maybe know
3: what? he's little, man. Yes. To, uh, he's little compared to
0: Fury. Well, the first fight he, he was did, 209. He the first fight, Mass, he fought Fury. That first fight at 209. I don't know how he survived it. Yeah. But well, maybe like see the way Holy that field. yeah, never, smart leans Holy on field.
1: him, headlocks him.
0: Well, and Joshua was the same way. Joshua was talked about going at Ruiz one more time, like I. And man, if they can give us a summer like a July or or early August oh fury, God, Joshua, oh. oh. Hey, Mass, real quick, it. real quick, I want to get your thoughts. So, uh, switching switching gears, extremely. Tomorrow's vote, possible vote, NFL, the CBA. Yeah, how, brother, how do you see this going down? I. I think that this is gonna be this I, I just I don't see the top being able to carry I don't think you're gonna have enough enough bodies and when I say the top I mean your top players that are financially set I think are gonna get outvoted by your bottom you know your 30 to 53 man roster plus practice squad guys I don't I don't think you're gonna be able to stop this title wave when they look at being able to to increase their bank account I think the vote's gonna go
3: I don't think so I, I really don't CB I, I think uh, the little guy hey, this was made so the little guys can beat the big guys and get this vote through. But I think the big guys will talk them out of it. The J.J. Watts of the NFL. How, but, Maz,
0: how, man? So, Maz, if, you if you're know. If you're J.J. Watt and I'm practice squad. And so, again, Darren, I was, I was putting this back to you. Man, if I know financially, like let's say I'm a rookie. I just finished my rookie year. Like, bro, I can't afford to hold out a year. I can't afford to hold out six. I'm check to check. After taxes and taking care of mom and dad, I'm check to check. I need this. I'll take this. Or if I'm a practice squad guy, like, yo,
1: I'm living at home with my dad, well, bro. You're a practice squad guy, you're, and and you know what? You know that's where it is. You're looking at whatever the, the two grand a week or whatever, the minimal. That, that That's huge. You're not even thinking about the guy that gets – well, whatever. You're not going to think about – you're not gonna think about what's yeah. coming down the road. The, the The problem in a negotiation is the future, where the where the benefit to the owners or the deal is what's to come and the thing, the unknown, right? So it's the guys that are in their freshman, sophomore year uh, college that come in, and then guys ten years down the line. You don't five years into a deal is when you're like, oh, this deal sucks, or oh, okay, it was a good deal, because right away. You know, it doesn't really pay off. So that's why when we had Larry Lee talking to him, it's more about if guys realize it's about the the former players and it's more so into lock in yeah but You're, Darren do you think JJ sp- Watt gives a gives a damn no, no, about but the here's, former players? Listen because here's the but but here's the thing the health care the things Larry said it's not not the money the dollars like give me the dollars so I can go spend it. No it's the benefits that you lose out on. It's specifically health care with, with and with things with the as PTSD with concussions all this stuff it's we realize you gotta take more care Going forward, that's where I think Maz might be right. Where guys say, Hey, let's think about this a little bit more because it's more facilitating the knowledge and understanding. Oh, we never thought about that. Because once you make guys aware of it, they care. If they don't vote
3: this in right away, guys, the old deal still stands. I think, you know, so if they go where they negotiate.
1: Right. But they said, you know, pretty much the owners, what they're saying is take this or we're going to, you know, play one more year and then lock out. You know that's pretty much the owners.
0: But lockout and what?
1: Well,
0: I mean, you think the owners will? Eh. I don't, master. Do you honestly do. think we could see a lockout if the players don't take I this deal? Not. You know what? I want. I I hope they vote this in. I do because
3: I want more football. But I'm not the guy
0: playing it and getting my
3: brain beat in. So I I understand both sides. But I want them to vote it in and then help out the players, give them an extra week off, whatever you got to do, you know, to to make it work.
1: And Just the make it work. And please look at- do not strike. Look at the league. It appeases to the fan, too. This, you know, more games, stuff like that, because then you don't dig into the deeper issues like we're talking about beforehand when you understand the five principles, right, that we were talking about beforehand. Then then you have an education. So how we got there. And I think, too, like you guys were saying,
4: that if they were to lock out, they'd play this year and then lock out afterwards from what I've seen like going around just looking through Twitter and things like that is that Darren Ravel tweeted on Friday that this is the deal yeah. as it stands right now. There's the owners have agreed to it. They don't wanna change anything to it. The way it is is the way it is. And that if they if the players don't agree to it, they're locking out this year. It's either you take it or you get nothing
1: well you know then and, and again it goes back to who's got the money who has the power they and this do. is where and i
4: the think and that's the problem that guys like jj watt had with it when they were tweeting about it last week when the owners agreed to it is that you know they get 51 or 52 percent or whatever divided between the 32 owners and the players get the other 47 48 48 and a half whatever it goes Divide up about to like
0: 2000 or yeah, something crazy we yeah did the math last
4: week yeah. when you add it all up it's Damn near 2,000 people. So, really, what each player is getting is like one percent, if Ma-
0: Mass public public opinion. Who wins on this? Yeah. I mean, where's the players?
4: The, the players. Uh, you know
3: what? The players. That's tough, Clarence. You know what? God, because you know, public opinion is they're all rich. <laughs> that's public opinion. Yeah, but I I'm think... rooting for the players.
0: Well, let me throw this crazy one at you, Mass. You lock me out. All of a sudden now, does a lockout help or hurt? Oh, Vinny Mac, there to the WWE. Does Vinny Mac want to lock out?
1: Absolutely,
0: you know it, baby. That's the rule.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: we'll get our own team in Detroit, maybe if that happens.
0: There you go. Hey, um, Maz, listen, man, uh, have fun. We're gonna let you run right, so we can close out and. I'll make sure I replace the Manashevitz and we'll get the Studebaker uh, yeah, we'll get the All Studebaker right, repair before you Thank get home. Hey
3: Maz, I told you you sorry, to I Garage. Get to- <laughs> Maz, uh, Maz, I, didn't, real- I didn't get to hear I didn't get to hear your spiel in the beginning. You were very light below, but I, I kinda get what you were saying. Thanks for taking care of the house, boys.
4: Hey Maz, real quick though, you said you were down there checking out the Astros today. Yes, sir, Stevie. So were any of the ushers at the stadium uh, confiscating any of the fans' signs down there? Oh, I heard yeah. that. Was, I heard that was a thing over the weekend. That guy fans got a, were, yeah, the Houston yeah. asterisk.
0: They took. I'm like, yeah, really? It
3: happened. It mm. happened. But I, I'll take a look here, and if I see anything, I'll
0: video. Oh, please do, brother.
4: Yeah, and I
3: I, I thought it was funny. People are so old; they don't give a damn. But they
4: did <laughs> And I thought it was funny because I was seeing people commenting about it over the weekend on social media, and they were like, "Man." It's the first week in the spring training, and they're already stealing signs. They're stealing ah.
3: signs already.
4: But up
1: ba but ba but
4: ba
3: But ba Hey, Mac, don't forget, Red Wings uh, closing the deal today with a few players.
1: Well, they uh, they got rid hey, there'll be A. New, there'll Mike be Green's another gone. new 25 in town. Mike Green has gone to Edmonton for Kyle Brodjak, yep. who's injured, says to retire. And then, Stephen, you said conditional fourth-rounder or third-rounder next year, this year yeah, or next so year. A couple There's... other
3: players, like AA might be gone.
1: Well, might be. Be, but as of right now, that's the only official one.
3: Uh, that'll yeah. upset Clarence because he is darker skin.
0: Hey, listen, man. Listen, he's trying. Hey, you can't. Black I'm not wangs. letting him claim I'm, the green. Hey, Black wangs. I'm, I'm start expanding my my criteria, man. <laughs> hey, listen, fly Peace home, out, guys. Hey, fly right, home man. safe. Peace we love out. you. I got an XFL topic when you get home too.
1: Peace out, boys. All
0: right, See brother. Ya. That was pops.
1: Yeah, and for all my NASCAR guys, uh, Las Vegas yesterday, Joey Logano with a late, late um, caution. He t- he actually went out to just, like, sometimes they don't work out, but he was supposed to pit at the one time. He didn't hear the call, and he ended up staying out, and he got a late caution to leave him in front, and he won the race. So um, I'll give you updates when Kozlowski wins. Go, Brad, yeah, and, go. Uh,
0: and Ryan Newman, man, met him, uh, met Ryan, shit. Uh, maybe like five or six years ago, man, military, military supporter, like a lot of the NASCAR yeah. guys. Great dude, man. Just that's great awesome. dude. And so they, I'm happy for him. You know, uh, and and a lot he of, can gets back. he
1: said, but well, you know, that's what he said. He's got to go through the protocols, but he's, yeah. he's, he's, he said, I'm getting back in the race car. You see that before. wreck, dude? Like, when I actually saw? Yeah. Like. Well, the, and then with the whole thing is like the timing with, and and they're talking about how, you know, things happen, but to, to go through and to see the safety stuff, and, and it actually, if you look into it, he actually has an implementation of the Newman Bar in 09 that probably, as it'll come out, helped save his own life.
0: Uh, no, we're short on time, real quick. Uh, I thought the coolest thing about it, man, him and his little girls made me think of Kobe. Kobe's memorial today, Yeah, I'm not gonna watch. No. I think I'm okay on it, you gonna watch?
1: No, I, I think I've seen enough, you know, yeah. that and the I way- don't wanna be sad today, bro. I don't want to be sad and we can enjoy. And I think that, you know, it's it's one of those things that when you don't personally, like if it's something that I had a personal connection, I think that I would I would watch more be, or be there. But it's one of those things that, you know, I Let it, it's for the people in L.A. or whatever, whoever needs it. I don't yeah. need it anymore. And bad, good or bad or indifferent, it just said. They you say know, they
0: want it to be a celebration, but it just feels like it feels, it's too it early. It feels more like it hasn't a, been a
1: month. No, I know. It just feels like so completely early. It feels like it would bring it back bad, like uh, drown up some more pain. I don't like that.
0: Hey, listen, man. Thank you to uh, to everybody, all our guys in the back, Angel, our crew. You guys are awesome. Mass with the tan, bring us something good back. d Mac. Bring us anything. Don't know anything, bro. Larry I'm a Lee. salty about that. Right, Larry Lee.
1: You'll get something, Steven. Yeah. Yeah. Teach
0: me, me how to play the guitar. Darren, teach me how to play the guitar. Nah, bro, you got so much work to do, bro. Too. Like I, you, got uh, I to you got to teach me how to skate. You got to teach me how to play to the guitar. When are we going, what are we doing the Spartacus at the uh,
1: the track with the uh, the horses, the carriage? Oh, yeah, 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 all, man, all Spartacus. The, yeah, harness racing. That's what Claire I'm is telling you, about. bro. I got it. All right, it'll be the uh, Black <laughs> Ops coming coming with grind time. Black Ops and grind time. Look out, you guys!
0: Make sure you join us again for another episode of the Rap with Maz and Friends. D c Black, Mac and Black filling in. I hope you had fun. We did.